Imagine diving into a sea of humanity. You are part of thousands and thousands of arms and feet. The sun shines bright, leaving all of you damp with sweat. Then, piercing through the shouts, the claps, and conversations, you hear the song. Hundreds of voices sing the melody like a collective sigh. They ask for forgiveness, they sing their praises, they send their thanks, and they plead for safety and sanctuary if not on earth, then in the afterlife. Our Father Jesus Nazarene, deliver us from sin, for the cross thou died on is the emblem of our salvation. Our Father Jesus Nazarene, we honor thee. Our Father Jesus Nazarene, we glorify thee. They sing the song over and over again, and all their voices are directed towards heaven and this dark brown statue that is approaching. The wooden sculpture of the Black Nazarene. The Feast of the Black Nazarene happens yearly on January 9. It is marked by the Traslacion, which literally means the transfer, which involves the hours-long procession of the image. It reenacts the transfer of the image from another church to the Quiapo Church in 1787. Thousands of Filipinos participate every year, each of them praying for a miracle. I am Rambo Talabong. I've been covering the feast for the last three years. In this podcast, we will talk about the Black Nazarene. Where did it start? What made this religious icon so powerful? Why do people keep coming back? Does it really work? The story begins on a galleon ship in the 1600s, making its way from Mexico to the Philippines. Both were colonies of Spain at the time. Aboard the ship is the Nazarene sculpture in its original form. Not a dark-skinned Jesus, but more like the popular image we see today, white. But on the journey, the ship catches fire. And it spreads fast. The image of Jesus the Nazarene is not spared before the blaze dies down. But miraculously, 
the image is intact. But it has turned black from the fire. This story is the most popular legend explaining the origin of the Black Nazarene. It has captured the imagination of many devotees for centuries. But is it true? The priests who take care of the image tell another story. According to Jose Clemente Ignacio, the former rector of the Minor Basilica of the Black Nazarene, the statue was brought to the Philippines in 1606 by Augustinian recollect missionaries from Mexico. The Augustinians are among the early missionaries in the Philippines. When they arrived with the statue, the image was already dark. It was first stationed at the St. John the Baptist Church at Luneta. Over a century and a half later, it was transferred to its home today, the Quiapo Church. There is no story of a fire. Why the image was black is explained by another priest, Monsignor Sabino Venco Jr., who says the image was made of mesquite wood, a dark wood which was commonly used to make statues in Mexico during the early colonial period. Over centuries, the statue lost some fingers and got damaged but it was quickly restored. Through time, spiritual practices and rituals grew around the Black Nazarene. Among them, the pahalik or the kissing of the statue, the pasindi or the lighting of the candles outside the church, the padasal or the prayer ceremony, the pabihis or the changing of the garments of the image, the pabendisyon or the sprinkling of holy water and the kissing of hands of priests. There's the pagpasan or the carrying of the wood of the karoza, Pagyayapak or the walking barefoot during processions, and the paglalakad ng paluhod or going to the altar on bended knees. There is also the pamisa or the mass offerings, and the pagnonobena or the novena prayers and masses. The most popular continues to be the traslacion. Every year, the image emerges from the Luneta Grandstand, always polished black, its hair made of tightly woven abaca, decked with a golden crown of thorns and velvet overalls, and perpetually in a genuflect, carrying a gilded black cross on its right shoulder. Each devotee has one prayer a wish they want the image of the Black Nazarene to grant to them. Many who claim their wishes have come true say this is the miracle, the power of the Nazarene. They return every year to give thanks. Others whose prayers haven't been answered also come back every year, believing it's just a matter of time. There are many stories of small miracles. It can be the transformation of a drug addict who was changed forever through prayer the story of Reynaldo de la Cruz. Panata ko, pamilya ko. 
it can be a childless couple who finally conceives a baby. The story of Marisol and Maynard Estepona. Nagsimula po kami dito nang mag-boyfriend lang po kami. Tapos na nagkaroon ng baby. Tapos ngayon, dinala na po namin. Kasi siya po yung pinanalangan po namin dito. Kaya nabuo. It can be the wish of an aging grandmother praying for a longer life. Or it can be the wish of two ailing sisters for better health. The devotees brave the crushing sea of bodies to get close to the image of a Christ in pain, a show of faith and endurance. We have reported this every year, and their numbers have not dwindled. Debusyon man o panatesismo, alam nyo, hindi maitatanggi na taon-taon isa itong pag-uumapaw ng emosyon ng milyon-milyong Pilipino. Is this devotion true faith or fanaticism? Bawal po ang pagsamba sa mga larawan, ribulto at Diyos-Diyosas. While many see the celebration of the Black Nazarene as one of the many ways to show devotion to God, there are those who believe that the practice is idolatry. That was Paul Christian Fakulin. In 2015, he held a megaphone and preached against the Black Nazarene tradition during the Traslacion. He said, This is not the will of God. Many people go here, but this is against the Second Commandment. Thou shalt not worship idols made of wood. This is Fakulin's self-imposed mission for the Traslacion, to remind Black Nazarene devotees of the Bible's teachings. Fakulin and his small group of followers were heckled and driven away from where they were picketing at the Liwasang Bonifacio in Manila City. Fakulin said it was all right. He said even Jesus was harassed by idol worshippers. The church itself has not fully embraced the expression of faith through the Traslacion. Monsignor Jose Clemente Ignacio, the former rector of the Black Nazarene, wrote a 4,500-word essay entitled Devotion to the Black Nazarene, A Pastoral Understanding. Ignacio admits he had once looked down on the devotion as popular piety or faith as expressed by the masses. He writes, I started with a concept that these practices did not fit the theological framework of our prayers and liturgies. I found myself becoming wary of popular religious practices. Some of them were judged to be superstitious and even fanatical. The better way of expressing one's piety was through retreats and recollections. Folk religiosity was of a lower level of faith expression. He says talking to black Nazarene devotees has given him understanding and insight into the practice. He says he now sees that many Filipinos seek the presence of the divine in concrete objects and places. The solution is not to take these away, he says, but to enrich them. He says, whether some expressions are delusional or devotional, it is the heart, the interior of the person, that will decide if an expression is right or wrong. It is only God who could see the hearts of peoples. 
Ignacio closes his essay with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, a prolific defender of traditional Catholic doctrine. The Pope says, Certainly, popular piety tends towards the irrational, and can at times be somewhat superficial. Yet, it would be quite wrong to dismiss it. Through that piety, the faith has entered human hearts, shaping the life and emotions of the community. The faith that has taken flesh and blood. Certainly, popular piety always needs to be purified and refocused, yet it is worthy of our love and it truly makes us into the people of God. This podcast has been produced by Rappler and edited by Jane Zaplan. Follow Rappler on Spotify and SoundCloud and other social media accounts for more podcasts. This has been Rambo Talabo. Thank you for listening. <laughs>